Previously on the Nostalgic Front Podcast. We are never, ever, ever getting, getting back, back together. together. That's three. Oh, Coming to you live from the Des Moines, Iowa, Nostalgic Front Studios, I'm Brandon Ream. And coming to you live from the Brooklyn, New York, Nostalgic Front Studios, I'm Patrick Hasty, and this is the Nostalgic Front Podcast. Fantastic. Oh shit, it's the Nostalgic Front, a podcast with how are you man me yeah let me tell you, Patrick. Let me tell you how <laughs> I'm doing today, buddy. Oh yep. boy. Yep. I'm fantastic. <laughs> how are you? The trees came alive and took them. That's not even the right line, but uh, I'm fantastic, man. I'm good. I love it. I love it. What's new? How was your week? Anything good. exciting? Tell me about <laughs> it. Brush oh. busted into you it. Wanna, you want to know what's exciting? Yeah. Did the fucking flooring on my three season porch. Boom. 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 That's how really? we Saturday around these parts. What seasons? Uh, salt. Yeah. Pepper. Okay. Uh, and spring. Spring. Yeah, sure. You ever do cumin mm-hmm. coming? Oh, yeah. Every spring. Um, That's fantastic. What kind of flooring do you do? Wood? Uh, no, it's a, kind of a uh, vinyl laminate. But okay. it looks like wood and it uh, but it uh, is a little bit more uh, waterproof and stuff. Is it like slit like, together? Like is the long strips yeah. that goes. Yep. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's it's like uh, remember that little toy you would play with um, it was plastic and it had like eight holes and you just slide it around. Yeah. That's what we made my flooring out of. Yeah. I've seen those. I've laid some yeah. floor like that before. Um, really, uh, really good energy out in the three season porch now, man. Yeah. And does, yeah. it, does it got screen or what? Uh, like no, a it's screen? Wood, windows, windows, glass windows. OK, that's it's just called a three season porch because there's no heater out there. I get it. I was just doing a joke. Yeah, I lived at a I lived at a house in Omaha back in the day. It was a scumbag house, but it yeah. had a three season porch. But we never really I, sat out there that much. When I finally it. finally got my vinyl out of storage. Oh, your records. Yeah. I forgot about all the stuff I had. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Listen to George Harrison's All Things Must Pass this morning while doing taking dishes. A, oh, I thought it could be while taking a shit because that would work no, out. No, that'd be a long shit. It's a triple <laughs> yeah, but, album. Sure, but All Things Must Pass, including this, uh, ah. this squirter I'm shooting out. Ah. This, this bucket of butt mud I'm, I'm mailing to the sewer. Uh huh. Well, I saw a tweet the other day. It was this two shall pass? I'm sure a million other people made that tweet. But, you know, two, T O W. Yeah. Got yeah. it. Got uh-huh. it. That makes sense. Oh, I hate uh, your hat. Just booked an Airbnb in that city. Kansas City. Uh-huh. Crazy. 15 minutes. Going, going to go down for the Raider game. Yeah. Boy, I'm excited for that. Yeah. Oh. Uh, the, what a, I, I, what a season. Cancel. What a yeah. season. 
Patriots going to fuck around and get home field advantage. God damn it. It's so weird. And like, uh, Mina they're going to throttle Tennessee next week and be the number one seed. Watch. Mina Kimes has a great tweet that's like that guy looking at a bird, and it's like, any AFC team, is this team good? And it's yeah. 100%. Today, the fucking uh, the Texans beat the Titans. Yeah, I can't. It's going to be fucking Chiefs Patriots at Gillette Stadium in the AFC Championship game. That's going to be wild. Mac Jones. Mac Jones. No. He's going, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's very weird. It's Twisting very weird. ankles and fucking. Well, if it helps you. But my, not with his running skills. Uh, I screenshotted it, but I can't find it now because it was, must have been on my old phone, but I screenshotted it when. Huh. Kansas City was like fourth seed in the AFC West and like it was Chargers. Yeah. And, and I was like, I'm going to remember this. And then now we're number one. But it's like I lost that other screenshot. So it's not fun. And it's not like we're crushing it. They need but... to make a meme of Bill Belichick's face on the kid with the wheelchair and then Mac Jones's face on Mac. Mm-hmm. And have it uh, be Mac and me. That's fun. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Uh, His name's yeah. Mac. Yeah, and then they hang out with Ronald McDonald in the movie, and then it was like Belichick half produced by McDonald's. Yeah, that's Bel- what we're doing today, right? Mac, Mac and, me. and me. Belichick's son is in the corner going like, "Get a haircut, hippie." Steve. Hey, you know what? I say a lot of shit about him, but at least he didn't almost murder a kid. You know, that's what our coach did. Yeah, our or just kid. at least he didn't fully more murder a lady and her dog. Yeah, sure. Oh, I like your Raiders thing. That's like, why can't you be normal? And it's like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, man, at least the merch looks cool. Yeah. You know, I could have picked a team that actually won something, but then I'd look like fucking Ronald McDonald, like all you fucking chief fans, you know? I just like the color In red. In the end, I've it's been, all about style. I've been shopping for a blue a, a team with blue colors for a long mm. time. Ooh. What about the Mets? I don't love the Mets color. Did you see they have Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle NBA shirts? Yeah, because of Instagram ads. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Instagram ads has everything. <laughs> like, if yeah. you want whatever you you want, Optimus Prime playing uh, hockey want, for the LA Kings, I want you can Deadpool get it. fucking She-Ra <laughs> on a Raider symbol. Yeah, That's what yeah. I want. The, uh, I, I like Ayakaramba. I like this hat. This is the one that they wear on the sidelines. And I bought this hat. Because mm-hmm. I think the and this was before this week, but because I think the Dallas one looks so cool, the dark blue with the Dallas in the front. Mm-hmm. It's a it's, my hat is a red Kansas City Chiefs hat that just says Kansas City on the front in cursive, um, and it's got the white bill protector. Oh yeah, and uh, there's a lot of uh, a lot of white bills out there. There are a lot of white bills, yeah. Belichick. I've met a lot of white bills. Parcells. Uh huh. Josh mm-hmm. Allen. That's right. Oh yeah, that's fun. <laughs> Uh yeah. So what games did you watch today? You watched Raiders, oh, I assume, but mostly the Bills and then the Raiders. Yeah. Okay. Uh, see, that's fun I don't get to be a red zone boy like I used to. You know, normally watching the wives squad and they they squad dirt another. They they got job. Who do you think fucking... is gonna play in the Super Bowl? Chiefs, because I fucking hate them. <laughs> And the Packers, because everybody else hates them. Yeah. I had a dream the other night that it was, I had a dream that I was watching this year's Super Bowl and it was Broncos Bears. Mm-hmm. And it was no, low scoring the whole game. And then in the fourth quarter, uh, 
Broncos ended up score ended up being like 17, 14 and Teddy Bridgewater was the MVP. And I don't want that to happen either, but boy, what if it does? And I'm an Oracle. The NFL season's boring because I already know what's going to happen to the Raiders. They're going to go 10 and they're going to go 10 and seven and uh, make it in the seventh seed of the playoffs because of the coin. The coin ruined the season. What coin? What are you talking about? The, the almighty coin. Hail the coin. I don't know what we're talking about. I'm, I'm oh, actually not a, smart. Oh, okay. Well, there what was a guy. There's yeah. a guy on the Raiders subreddit. Okay. Who, oh, wait. Oh, wait. Oh, so was I supposed to know that? Yeah. Is that why I'm misconfused? Because I am hey, not up on the Raiders subreddit? It's leaked out into NFL Reddit. A lot of people are hip to the coin. The Raiders coin. Uh, so anyways, some guy went and flipped a coin. Heads or tails, win or lose, mm-hmm. for every matchup uh, on the season. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Raiders coin is 10 games in, and he was right on every flip. No shit. Yeah. Every there, game. Do you remember? So three and oh, three and two, five and two, five and five. The coin has never been wrong. Shit. And do they win the Super Bowl? They he didn't flip that far. We just know oh. they're the number seven seed. We're gonna beat the Cowboys. Yeah, beat Cowboys wa- beat Washington. Sure. And then uh lose to the Chiefs. And then so. uh beat I'll be at that game too. So of course they're gonna lose. Sure, hope so. Uh, and then uh yeah. The uh did you remember prior to the season, ESPN, somebody at ESPN wrote an article that was like Oh, they do that all the time. Classic ESPN. They're like, this is how we think the league's going to, the season's going to run. And I don't know what it was based on, but it was funny because it was so dumb. Like the way they were saying what was going to happen. But, and especially like three weeks into the season, you're like, oh, they're so stupid. But what they projected was that the Seahawks were going to bomb and that the Colts were going to go to the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl. And, but they projected it as in like Seahawks not winning a game to like week 13 and the, the Colts going on this big long run. Uh, and they had a lot of other random stuff picked in there too. But I remember like three weeks into the season being like, these guys are fucking idiots. And now it's the middle of the season. It's like, well, that could happen. The Colts, yeah, Colts could, are red hot. Dude. Colts they could go four in the Super or five. Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. Colts. And they about, pissed away two of those games that they've are, lost. Are the Eagles good? I mean, they keep winning. They're fun to watch. I saw yeah. clips of their game today. Yeah, they're an interesting team to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched the Jets today because I'm a big Joe Flacco fan. Oh, yeah. Do you think if I wrote a TV show, like a Curb Your Enthusiasm type TV show starring Joe Flacco, he'd do it? No. I think it would be really fun to have him be on a show where like he Call thinks... Call Your Enthusiasm? He thinks he... like the Obviously, he doesn't, but his character on the show as Joe Flacco thinks he's like Tom Brady. And like right. it's always him like set, set setting up to go do like autograph signings and being like what and all of his handlers trying to like make him seem you know like like as if he's some big egomaniac and I mm-hmm. think that'd be really funny because mm-hmm. um, he seems to be not that at all he seems to be like pretty got a good head on his shoulders and he's not yeah. a big religious guy either like all those other fucks <laughs> you see that shit uh, have you did you watch Hard Knocks? Uh, no, I tend to keep my eyes on Hard Knockers. <laughs> big old double D's. Uh, Hard Knocks is doing the Colts. And in the first episode, Frank Reich tells this oh. long story about like, I thought Hard Knocks was just a porno starring the Bills tight end. His name's Dawson Knox. Yeah. Okay. I get it now. So okay. it's, he's got go. a, his name's Knox and he has a fucking hard on. Got it. Big old cock. Hard Knocks. Yeah. Big old double D's. Yeah. 
Um, Hard Knocks is pretty good, though. But yeah, Frank Gregg tells a story about meeting Carson when he was at North, uh, North Dakota and then sh- sharing a love for a certain Bible verse and how that's when he knew he was special. Oh, yeah. Like, what the fuck, man? Mm-hmm. The people that like Bible verses don't understand context. Like, Isn't it? Yeah. They'll take a Bible verse that like, uh, you know, it's like God shall lift you up, you know, and then they'll like tattoo that on them. Mm-hmm. But like the rest of the verse is like, God will lift you up and then, you know, bring you back down, you dumb bitch. Yeah. Yeah. There are better examples, you know. I know what you're saying. Yeah. It's they people love it to, to just pick and the Bible, man. You pick and choose. Yeah. I don't like that book. That book sucks. Um, yeah. Well, it's kind of like a Levitical law, you know, where they're, where they're always like, ah, you, you shouldn't be gay because this one guy that got uh, quoted in the Bible was against it. And so since it's in the Bible, it's uh bad or it's mm-hmm. it's like well he also says you shouldn't uh wear different types of cloth together yeah or cloth and made in different things and like how if your brother's shrimp if your brother's wife dies you have to marry if your brother dies you have to marry yeah. his wife and That's you have Testament to get her pregnant shit. you have yeah. to get her pregnant yeah if you don't come inside your brother your dead brother's wife you're in mm-hmm. trouble yeah and then you know, just come inside your dead. Bro- who wrote know. that book of the Bible? Whoever, who the horny is? He's got the hottest sister-in-law. <laughs> it's like I gotta do it. Yeah, I gotta figure out who what that. I gotta write that down. That's a good joke. Um, yeah, horny Bible writer. Okay, you know, um, we talk a lot of shit about the Bible, but uh, I've actually been writing a uh, prequel. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, yeah, I've been writing a prequel to the Bible, Patrick. Pat, yeah, well, have sure. You heard about this? Have yeah, you seen what, this? what have you got so far? Uh, well, so far I got about 200 pages of nothing. Listeners, I got to tell you, uh, great joke. Listeners, I got to tell you, Reem is currently wearing a Raiders jersey, but because of the view on the um, Zoom, like it looks like he's wearing a nice white button down. And then you, the little <laughs> little logo for the NFL looks like the top of a tie. So it really looks like I'm. Like, it looks like you're doing like an NPR <laughs> podcast or something. Uh, oh, I listened. No, it was Radio Lab. It was an NPR. Tell me about uh, it. Radio Lab has been doing the history of the uh, cassette, tape cassette. Oh, that's cool. And it's uh, been really good. Are they going to do a story about how uh, Bing Crosby wanted to uh, stop doing live performances every week and start doing yeah. recording? So he went to ABC, left NBC. And uh, then his ratings kept going down because the quality wasn't good until they stole Nazi fucking uh, technology. Some yeah, uh, some audio file that was also in the army fucking got some Nazi fucking spoils. And because the Nazis, man, you know, they love their classical music. The yep. Germans, you know, the Germans, you know. Yeah, yeah. They list, like to listen to the Mozart. Do you know 25 of the 26 letters in the alphabet are Nazis? <laughs> Uh, now okay i want to tell you about it you watch let me ask you you fuck with reality tv at all not in the least is, no. wait is antique roadshow reality tv i'd say no i now listeners yeah as you know now reem you could tell maybe my maybe i seem a little more relaxed seem a little more comfortable i have had the last week off of work so i haven't had to do shit and i loved it had lunch with friends hung out with people stuff like that um, had lunch with a David Piccolomini. That was good. Oh, time. yeah. Uh, went and got some gelato afterwards. Had lunch with mm-hmm. a Kathy Humes. 
Uh, it was really good. Went and had uh, went and hung out at their her new her Nosser's new apartment afterwards. Nice. Um, went did to see a, Zeke. I did see Zeke, and I saw oh golly, what's his name? Theo, their other new kitty. Yeah. Zeke recognized me right away. I had a cat on me today. I did too, my cat. Oh. What cat do you have cat. on you? Joel Ozzie. Fry? No, my buddy Joel Fry. Okay. I was like, is Joel Fry back in the picture? Hell yeah. Um, I we took Maddie to the actually to the vet today. He's a seasoned comic. Cumin? Joel Fry, you know. Seasoned oh, yeah, fries. sure, sure. Seasoned fries. Dude, I had some loaded fries the other day. They were really good. What were they loaded with? Jizz. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, I hate you know, loaded fries. Don't let them drive. Careful, those fries are loaded. <laughs> yeah, 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 I saw a cop up there. Be careful if your fries are driving loaded. Uh, I uh, so I had the week off work uh, and just hung out and had a good time, had a real fun. Oh, time. yeah, staycation, staycation, play any video um, games at all? Um, no, can't get, people are things. over video games right now. I love them, I love them, but one can't get my Xbox turned on. I gotta think, I gotta oh. order a new part. Hold Two, on. Say that again. I think I got to order a new part. No, oh, no, the first part. I think my Xbox is broken. I think I got to order a new part. I guess I got to go on bizbuy.com. Or maybe even Microsoft.net. I got the blues. <laughs> um, and then I got uh, uh, my good. And then our locked our, in the other day, and my brother saved over my file. That's like having sex with your w- wife when you're eight. You know what? <laughs> no, I mean, like, <laughs> what? You remember your your child <laughs> marriage? <laughs> Oh, oh yeah, I know. You're right. It. That is like having sex with your wife when you're eight. Well, that'd have been really weird because she'd have been younger. <sighs> God, what are you talking about? Your, <clears throat> your brother saving over your save file when you were eight yeah. would be akin to like them cheating on your wife nowadays. Yeah. Okay. Sure. The level and, of betrayal. Got it. And then our uh-huh. Nintendo Switch. Mm-hmm. I can't find the little thing that goes on top that makes it so you can play the controller really well. Oh yeah. So I didn't play really hardly into video games, but this is what I did do. Now, do you think moms nowadays beat their kids with a Nintendo Switch? <laughs> you know, it's pretty good. Yeah, just yeah. in Mario Kart. You know, yeah. it's like oh, discipline your kids by uh, hitting them with a racetrack. With a Switch. No Switch racetrack. Yeah. Also, with that red hat and mustache, Patrick. Yeah. I just want to see some fucking overalls. You know, do you have any overalls? Oh, Mario? Is that what you're you talking about? Some, you got some fucking Mario. You, you know, swing your hands from side to side. Come on, do it. Uh, do you want me to do si do as well? No, no. Swing your uh, from side to side. That's it. You're doing it. That's the Mario. Everybody do the hey, Mario. Hey, fuck you, Luigi. Um, Spell Gabagool. Okay, G A double B A G O U L. Are you ready for this? This is how you actually spell Gabagool. C A P O C O L L O. There is not a G or a B involved. Huh. 
crazy. Okay, but listen, I got to get this out and then we'll move on. Um, I've been watching a reality series called The Amazing Race. And oh, I am, yeah, you talked about it last week. It's all about white people. I am now fucking I've watched like nine seasons in the last week. Uh, it's crazy. It's very fun. It's very good. Uh, I didn't go anywhere on this vacation that I'm taking from my office. It's on but Pluto? I feel like I did. Uh, I started it on Pluto. Now I'm watching it on Amazon. Because get, yeah. there's no commercials on Amazon. Oh, they're so doing an Amazon. Through. They're doing an amazing race in the Amazon. <laughs> they did actually once. Yeah. Um, but it's really fun, except for some. I, I don't I don't like Wikipedia this season until right. it's done because I'm watching old seasons, you know, so this is really done. Speaking and of old seasons. Yeah. If you could pick any uh, prior guest that we had on this show to be your amazing race partner, who would it be and why? Um. I would probably I would probably have to pick somebody like a Gideon because it oh, needs yeah. to be somebody you work really well with. Or I would pick somebody like um, God. Helen, oh, Helen oh, Keller? I know. E- easy. No, Diego. Nick Hardwick. I would I would pick uh, uh, Diego. Oh, yeah, because he's fucking absolutely ripped. Hell and yeah. then he'd be able to do whatever, you know, and he's he good looking, do, too. So he could he like, just carry you around. He could, He's good looking, too. So he could like use his charm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's probably who I'd pick. Who'd you pick? Hmm. Santa. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's the way to Magic, do it. Shit. You know? Yeah, that's a good answer. Yeah. I mean, he gets around the world in a single night. I think he can handle the amazing race. Yeah, it's very good. But except for some, I watched what I'll do is because there's like 30 seasons. So I watched the first episode and I. Oh, my porch only has a fraction <laughs> of that. Yeah. Uh, I watched the first like 10 minutes of the seasons when they introduce everybody, because some seasons it's like, Okay, this team is two border patrol agents, and this one is two FBI agents, and this one is uh, two ministers. And you're like, get out of here! But then the next season, it's like, okay, these are goat farmers, and these are uh, hippies, and these got you know, it, like it's uh, cool teams. Because I don't want to get ministers. in there and start rooting for the border patrol agents. How do you go from uh, two ministers to three ministers? You <laughs> add ministers. Okay, those are like <laughs> just words. That's like, um, wait, fun. Um, yeah. Uh, anything else you got going on? Uh, uh-uh. <clears throat> I just watched, uh, angry leftist news videos. Me too. A lot of that. YouTube. A lot of YouTube. I do uh-huh. probably you ever news. watch that. Did you ever watch that? Some more news guy? Uh, no, but that is always, he has, that, a, he has a puppet too. It's, been, it, it's, it's really fun. It's been some, he, in my thing though, suggested to me. Well, if you're in a position where you can watch a, 50 minute uh, video that'll uh, piss you off about uh, all of the inadequacies of our uh, government and, and uh, corporate overlords and their inability to uh, give anybody like a uh, living wage, uh, you know, stuff like that and laugh at a puppet every once in a while. Also, there's a new summoning salt video, out: the history of we sports world records. Oh, nice. Very good. Dropped yesterday. Love it. I already got 571,000 views. My favorite Wii sport is swords. I play <laughs> it with my brother all the time. Trending. Topics. These are the topics that trend. Da, 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 da. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> trending topics. Now. Boom. Uh, let's get into it. You know week. the rundown. You got a little order written in there. Yeah, what are we talking you, about first on these topics that trend? Cowboy Bebop. Did you watch it? No. Can't wait to. 
for good things. Got a seven out of 10 on the IGN video. Do you love the animated series? Um, I want to say love it, but uh, I certainly enjoyed it more than almost uh, most animes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I haven't, I... Uh, outside of randomly watching a few episodes on those days when you're just tired of scrolling through streaming services, trying to find something to watch and enjoying those, I haven't really uh, gotten too far back into it, but uh, looking forward to watching it. I just, it looks cool. Yep. Uh, but uh, I spent all my time watching something else this weekend as far as new releases go. I watched, um, I just started the animated series the other day and I enjoyed it. I watched two episodes, really liked it. So I want to try to watch all of yeah. that and then I'll watch this. I so. appreciate that. It sounds like a uh, lot of uh, uh, one-off adventure episodes is, yeah. is the sound of it. And uh, that's what I want in my TV viewing. You know what I mean? Yep. You know what I want? We just don't get that reset button. You know what I mean? Fucking Lost came along. It's ironic that Lost had a fucking reset button in the goddamn TV show. But as a result of it being such a big hit, now everything's got to be fucking serialized. Yeah. Um, The only shows I want to be serialized are the goddamn Ninja Turtles. Well, I'm eating cereal. That is Saturday your morning. I sent you a photo. I went to Screamer's Pizza, uh, my favorite uh, vegan place in, in Brooklyn. Uh-huh. And their walls, they have a Gleaming the Cube poster and then nice. a, a box of Nicola, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cereal right. on the wall. Uh-huh. Remember when Picard gleamed the cube? <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, now, do you watch the Spider-Man trailer? Oh, yeah. Looks good. Like four times. I was doing absolutely nothing that night. I yeah. fucking watched it when it dropped live. Were you doing that thing where you're like <laughs> pausing it? And you're like, that's where they edited out this guy. And that's where they edited out Toby McGuire and shit like that. No, but uh, really stoked to see Sandman in there. Yep. That was cool. And you I know? hope it, it's got to be uh, uh, Lloyd from uh, uh, Lowell from Wings, right? I really want Sandman to show yeah. up and they didn't show him yet. But how dope would it be if Sandman's there and then all of a sudden Rhino oh, from yeah. uh, Amazing Spider-Man shows yep. up and Paul then Giamatti. and Rhino like go, go on a wine, wine trip. Tasting <laughs> trip. Yeah, that'd be fun. <laughs> Fucking ain't right. Five clicks. Those you call it Sandways. Mean. You remember that part in, Spy- in Sideways when he's oh, never he's he's having uh, uh, Paul Giamatti's having sex with this uh-huh. married woman. And her husband comes home, so he has to run across this like field, and mm-hmm. then he runs into Lowell from Wings, and he's just like, "Where you been?" He's like, "I got it, got oh, but I got I had to run about five clicks," and he goes five clicks, and he goes fucking ain't right five clicks, and there was gooses out there, they were biting me. Uh, I, I'm so old. Every time I run, it's five clicks. Oh yeah, start popping the, <laughs> start spreading the news. Uh, right. yeah, I really enjoyed it. I'm very stoked for that movie, and I there's a lot. Like of I said, the big mcu movies that they've been holding back on us mm-hmm. you know trying to give us all of these morsels of new people and everything's been fine mm-hmm. but we want the shit hitting the fan films and it's yeah. like that's the trilogy that seemed to be around the corner and, as far yeah. and i've said this before yeah people are probably like oh here goes reams gonna say he just wants to see fucking spider-man doctor strange and thor yeah and that's right i do god yeah. damn it I want to see um, this. I also this week, I think uh, so. I was supposed to have a second dentist appointment tomorrow, but it got canceled. My doc, my they decided to cancel and move me to another oh, yeah, time. What time was that at? 
two thirty. Uh, but uh, it got canceled. So now I think tomorrow. Oh no! Like, what did it tweet? Gonna go see two movies. Gonna go see. What did it? My dentist appointment. Oh, because it got, got canceled. canceled. All right. It, uh, uh, there were some old tweets in my dentist appointment. I um I want to go see the Ghostbusters movie. Oh yeah. Let's, Are you going by yourself? I think so. Oh, you should I'm take a friend. Of, I'm not afraid of no ghost. Right. I want to go to the new Ghostbusters movie. Uh, I'm not going by myself. No, I'm going to take a friend. I just uh, don't know who I'm going to call. The next other movie I want to go hey, see. Hey, are you proton pack or anti-ton pack? <laughs> You're fucking, what happened? Did you do like fucking mushrooms this afternoon? No, uh, I was saving weed for like halfway you are through the main up. segment. The uh, I'm I just did, trying to say as many things to put this Raider game more behind me as I can. I want to say I want to see Bill Fist, which is a like indie, like an art house movie. And I want to see still want to see the French Dispatch, which is a Wes mm. Anderson movie. So mm-hmm. I think I might go see all those movies this week. And so nice. I'm excited for Spider-Man. I want to see Spider-Man bad. I uh, want Spider-Man. Is. I'm like everybody. a there's a uh, palpable amount of hype. And excitement for this movie. Can so. I tell you a thing? Listeners, if you don't want to hear this, scoop ahead five minutes. Not even five minutes, like two minutes. Reem, did you see uh, uh, Venom 2 yet? No. Okay. Do you want to know something about it? Sure. I, I fell asleep halfway through Venom 1. I got to like do, I'm going to have a whole Venom night one of these. If you nights. don't want a Venom spoiler, skip ahead to like a minute. All right. I'm going to take my headphones off. Reem. Oh. <laughs> Reem, at the end of Venom 2. Mm-hmm. He uh, Eddie's sitting in like a like a resort, like a hotel in like the Bahamas, and he's watching TV. And he says something to Venom about like, "Hey man, you don't know shit." And Venom's like, "I know everything. I know everything in the universe. Want me to prove it?" And so then he like connects with the the Venom hive mind, and something happens, and the room like shakes, and then all of a sudden the hotel looks slightly different. And he's watching the broadcast of J. Joma Jameson being like, "This is this is Spider Man." And now all of a sudden, Eddie Brock, aka Venom, is in the MCU. Oh, that's true. Yep, that's how. That's like the after credits thing. Huh. Yeah. So, which is really weird that they. Ha- I think that's the only reason why they're not showing Venom in the trailers. I'm curious because about they're trying how, not to spoil Venom too. Right. I'm curious about uh, uh, how the Black Knight plays mm-hmm. in with Gore, the God Butcher, and we're gonna start getting like mystical weapons and shit. From everything I've seen, Black Knight's gonna be Blade. He's gonna be the he's gonna be in Blade with Marish Ali. Oh, that's cool. I in I mean definitely Gore the Bog God Butcher awesome. And then, and then they're gonna the... do the multiverse, so Martin Lawrence's Black Knight will show up. Oh hell yeah, that rock! <laughs> and then uh, kid oh, from yeah. Connecticut Yankee and King Arthur's Court walks up and oh yeah, he's got his hot, he's got his uh, his Walkman and Black Knight's Walkman are doing dual Walkmans. Hey, did you say Connecticut? That's what it's originally <laughs> called. Right? Oh, I thought it was Confederate. No. Are you doing a bit? <laughs> oh. No. It was originally Connecticut Yankee in King Arthur's Court. Oh, okay. You thought it was called a Confederate Yankee? You know, that that uh, unicorn yeah. of a person? Mm-hmm. Well, I think Mickey Mantle was. Oh, probably. Maybe. We don't know mm-hmm. if he was racist, if we if he sided with the South. Um... But yeah, so I'm excited to see Spider-Man. I think it looks great. I'm very pumped. Uh, I'm like, I'm excited to see how all these threads that started with WandaVision kind of come to oh, fruition, yeah. you know? I mean, I think 
we're all just fucking uh, stoked to see Willem Dafoe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'll be you good. That's all to me. Where it's like, I really hope the old ass butler from the first Spider Man yeah. that doesn't who, that who, didn't do anything for the first two movies, and then talked his up. ass off when the third one shows up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> I'm excited to see that a lot. Okay, uh, did you watch the speaking of trailers? Did you watch the Pam and Tommy trailer? Uh, no. I'm gonna tell you what it looks better than whatever you think. Okay. It's going to be good. It's from, I didn't know this because I also didn't give a fuck. It's a series. It's going to be like a mini series. If but we I don't al- get to see Sebastian Stan drive a do- boat with, boat with his, his dick. dick. <laughs> uh, the, the thing with it is, is that I didn't know it was from the, the person that made I, Tanya. I, Tanya oh, rocked. And yeah, they like did. really dealt with that kind of a thing really well, like mm-hmm. that moment in time. And this movie is about the sex tape getting out. So it's not just a, like a biography of Pam and Tommy. It's about yeah. this moment in time. Well, so it looks it's kind awesome. of interesting too because if you there seems like a legit sex tape that got leaked, yeah, like and then everybody the else for them, and then everybody else was like, "Oh, that's brilliant! I should yeah. release a sex tape." Yeah, like Ray J and Kim Kardashian and stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah, it it looks really good. And the crazy thing is, Lily, whatever her name is, Tomlin. No. It's not. It would be awesome if Lily Tomlin was playing Pam Anderson. Yeah. Um, Lily Taylor, maybe or something. She's uh-huh. in um she was in like uh uh that movie yesterday where the Beatles didn't exist. And oh, she's yeah. in um Downton Abbey is what she's most famous for. Uh-huh. But um, Downtown Abbey. I met her she once. She looks it, she in real life, she doesn't look anything like Pam Anderson. In this movie, mm-hmm. she looks exactly like her. But the Heck weird yeah. thing is is that her voice when Every she time talks I saw in, Pam Anderson, I was like, it's tool time. Yeah, dude. <laughs> but her voice sounds because she's british the actress it sounds like she got learned an american accent by talking to margot robbie Mm -hmm. because her her accent doesn't sound like pam anderson it sounds like margot robbie it sounds like almost like uh uh harley quinn it's amazing that one of the most beautiful women on the planet's name's margot why i don't know it just seems like an uggo name no way margot's a super hot name Margot from uh, Royal Tenenbaums. Uh, what's her name? Uh, her head was in a box in a movie. Dern? No. What's her name? Oh, yeah. Gwyneth? What's in the box? Oh, that was her head in the box? <laughs> it, isn't it funny? It's like it's the movie Seven is really just about somebody that really liked the Lonely Island but sucked at the execution. <laughs> yeah. Step one, put your head in a box. Honestly, Brad Pitt's the only person who came out clean from that movie. Uh, Kevin Spacey's not good. Morgan Freeman's dating his wife, his daughter, or whatever. And uh, Whoa, Gwyneth Paltrow's got goop. I Google it. I don't want to spread rumors, but Google Morgan Freeman's okay. granddaughter. Right. There's something there. All right. Uh, but yeah, so um, yeah, so I'm excited for Pam and Tommy. Also, it looks good because it's like Nick Offerman and uh, uh, Seth. Rogan are in it and they look like oh, they're yeah. playing the hell out of each other. Um, yeah. Sebastian Stan. We see their sex tape. Sebastian Stan does look like Tommy Lee in it. It looks good. Yeah, he looks more like Luke Skywalker. So he come on, let's let's let's, let's get Skywalker. some fucking let's get him in uh Boba Fett. Him and because he was in I Tanya also. He played mm-hmm. Jeff Galui, Galui or whatever. But his uh and the the big guy that was in I Tanya, who's also in Cobra Kai, and he's in he was Richard Jewell and Richard Jewell, and he's in yeah. an episode of I Think You Should Leave. Paul something something. Then him and Sebastian Stan are like 
really good friends. Nice. And uh, in Falcon and the Winter Soldier, when he's got his list of all the people he's got to apologize to, that actor is in there. The big that's guy. Funny. The boy, yeah. As just like, that's just like a fun little in joke. Bit. Yeah. Um, okay. And then have you heard anything about this fucking Wheel of Time uh, series coming out on Amazon? It's all the trailer. It looks pretty gnarly. I might have to uh, give it a kick down the road. You know what I mean? Yeah. It uh, big fantasy shit with magic and monsters and stuff. And uh, uh, yeah, look, look pretty cool. I'll say that these books, uh, the Robert Jordan books, people, I don't, there, there are some people hyped about it, but it's I've not never like, read these. It's not like super hype. So it might be a cool thing to get into by yourself. And uh, also it's very noticeably uh, like uh, <clears throat> diverse in the show too, yeah. as far as the cast for, I don't know. Uh, it's kind of cool in fantasy movies where it's not just all white people, Yeah, you know? white elves, white trolls and shit like that. The um when I was a kid, my brother was obsessed with these books, the, oh, the yeah? stories based on to the point where if when I was 11, if you asked me who my brother's best friend is, I would have said, I don't know, the Robert Jordan books because <laughs> he was just he loved them. He was obsessed with them. And so the <laughs> covers like if you look them I up, was obsessed with a little book called the Bible. Yeah, golly. Hey, uh, a little more praising Jesus, a little less uh, wrapping your finger with a rubber band till it turns purple, okay? <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I'm excited to... I'm excited to jump at that too. Um, uh, I also wouldn't mind reading the book. I'm trying to read. I'm trying... Well, mm-hmm. audio books, but I'm trying to get through more books now. That, that's reading. I under, I agree 100% it is reading, but I'm trying to do that because I feel like I'm... I feel smarter when I read. Right. Now you're watching Hit Monkey. Tell me about this. I know it's Marvel, but I don't know anything else. Yeah, it's pretty fun. It's pretty dumb. It's you can tell. Is it, that hold they're... on, hold on, hold on. Is it full of cum? <laughs> uh, no, a lot of blood though. A lot of blood. Hey, so hey, bloods come sometimes. That's right. But it's uh pretty much uh it, it's pretty weird too. Uh, it feels like a comic book. Feels on TV more than anything. Uh, just because the animation is kind of a little weird and disjointed so like it has a lot of cool stills you Mm -hmm. know what i mean and uh anyways it's basically about a uh jason sudeikis is a hitman uh and uh then he dies and he's a ghost and then uh him and this monkey go on a quest for revenge they uh both get the same enemy you know and they're Mm -hmm. just trying to go around japan and find out uh who fucking set them up and killed the monkeys friends and Jason Sudeikis. Now, is this a Marvel comic series then? Yeah. And uh, is it like in the same universe as like, does he it's meet not in the MCU? No, no, no. But I mean, like in the comics, does, is he buddies with like Spider-Man or whatever? Um, in the comics? Yes. Okay. Uh, in the comics, he's buddies with Deadpool. Okay. Sure. Uh, or uh, Gwenpool. Okay. Yeah. Because that's the thing that's a little confusing. Like, I really enjoyed Mordok, but then I stopped watching it just because I'm kind of like, wait, is this supposed to be MCU stuff or is this something different? Like, Cloak and Dagger, is no, that supposed to be MCU? Is Runaways MCU? I don't know. Is it man. all just Mar? Now but are they looking Hit at Hit Monkey all is very much more, more in its own corner of the universe as far as yeah. the TV show is concerned. So, uh, and there's only 10 episodes, and it's just a fun, dumb uh, revenge tale. Okay, I'm excited. I'll, I'll take a look at and it. And it got sure. me pretty hyped for uh, today's show. 
Yeah, for sure. Monkey, monkey. A um, yeah. couple more things to hit before we go out. Um, Hawkeye, just a reminder to listeners, Hawkeye. Oh, yeah, they won. They beat Illinois. Uh, now they got Nebraska coming up. Hawkeye uh, starts on Wednesday, starring Jeremy Wednesday. Renner and Holly Seinfeld. Oh, yep. that'll carry us right on through to Book of Boba Fett. So that's exciting. Yep. That's right. And right between, smack dab between Book of Boba Fett and the Hawkeye premiere is Thanksgiving this Thursday. So uh-huh. uh, I'll give thanks. Thanks uh, to you, listeners. Uh-huh. What do you give thanks to? Uh, you know, myself. The Nostalgic Front Podcast is brought to you by Kazi, Jennifer L, Matt, John, Grammarhole, Edward S, Joan, Emmett, Christina A, Hank Finch, Mike Haas, Brian, Sofing, Adam S, Shank, and listeners like you. All right, buddy. Danny Elfman month continues. <laughs> <laughs> hell yeah well you, it's just elf season are we you know? a danny elfman podcast oh we are a fucking weird science that's right yeah he's a oingo boingo oingo boingo you're right 100 you're right 100 percent yeah, dude. Um, yeah, Danny Elfman uh, continues now, and also we got a second podcast coming out on Patreon. It's a Gina or wait, Gina Elfman is that her name? <laughs> Darman Greg. <laughs> yeah, that's Danny Elfman's daughter-in-law. You know, it that? is. Yeah, he's she's married to. I think his name is Dan Donnie Elfman, maybe or something. Uh huh. Yeah. What about Hugo Weaving? Wait, does that factor in somehow? No, but he's an elf man. <laughs> <laughs> Today we're talking about uh, a little film from 2001 called A Planet of the Apes. Oh yeah. Hey, oh. I, I'm just trying to find my monkey. I don't know how I crashed here. Uh, you gotta help me. One time I, one time I punched a Vietnamese man so so hard in the eye he's blind to this day. <laughs> it was racially motivated. That's what he did. <laughs> like all he does, he looks so confused in this movie. He's not. Yeah. I'm he's. Not. Well, what, yeah. What was your experience with this movie? This film? Now, obvi- okay. First off, listeners, at some point, we did a old school fun size about the Planet of the Apes series. We I did not. We 100% did. Shut your front door. Dude. I think we did, didn't we? Here, I'll I don't know. We didn't. I told you we talking. did not. I thought we I'll did. Look, I'll look it up too because I know we didn't fucking do a fucking Planet of the Apes. I don't no, really we remember. can't both look it up because then one of us has to be talking. Um, okay, well, you fucking talk. What is I your what is your experience with the Planet of the Apes? Uh, well, never doing an episode. I thought we one hundred percent did. Oh hell nah, hell nah. Because especially if we were doing older fun sizes, yeah, I would have fucking watched all the goddamn Planet of the Apes. I'd have dove dove in deep on these fucking monkeys and brought it. I'm not finding in the old it. format. Yeah, I'm no, not, I'm not finding it. We did a planes, trains, and automobiles, and that's the only fucking. <laughs> that's that's the, closest the closest we got to PLA. Yeah. Um, I swear that we did because I. It's basically I don't remember what we talked about. I just remember looking for a logo of it. <laughs> that's a weird memory. You must have fucking imagined it. Maybe. Anyways, uh, so okay, so listeners, now you might not know this because we've never talked about it. <laughs> 
But uh, Reem, what's your experience with Planet of the Apes as a whole? Uh, I've really enjoyed it. The uh, uh, Matt Reeves ones I've really fucking liked. Yeah. Uh, I liked... Do you remember there used to be a uh, Planet of the Apes documentary that would get played on, like, AMC? Yeah. Like, nonstop during the early 90s that, like, was fucking fantastic, and it covered... It had the main Malcolm or uh, Rowan Atkins. <laughs> this was a... 19- Roddy McDowell. This was a 1998 documentary called Behind the Planet of the Apes, and it used to air on AMC all the time. Oh, yeah. I watched that a lot, and uh, and as a result, AMC had all of those uh, uh-huh. 1970s Planet of the Apes movies, so I watched those, and, you know, I have they're that- all fine and good. They used to scare the shit out of me. The same um, sense memory I have of my freshman, my first college apartment, my freshman year at Iowa Western Community College, go Ravers. Yeah. Um, my my memories of that place, other than fucking and sucking, is I remember watching ESPN all the time. That was because that was the first time I had Sports Center at my discretion. Uh, that was when I watched the entirety of Cheers. I talked about that on the show before. Uh huh. And that was also. First time I ever saw all the Planet of the Apes movies, same thing, AMC and that documentary. Yeah. And I absolutely love the original movies. I love the first one. I like the second and third. I'm fine with the fourth one. Yeah. And then this movie came out when I was before that. Though This movie came out before I had that love and pedigree. Before I'd ever, this I'd probably movie never was fucking hyped. I this think movie, this is like the beginning of your Tim Burton sellout era, too. Yeah. Uh, this movie came out uh, July 2001. Um, oh, yeah. It was everywhere. At this Subway. point, the only, my only uh, Planet of the Apes uh, like reference was mm-hmm. from Dr. The Simpsons. Yeah. Troy McClure. Yeah. Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. Can I play the then, piano anymore? Uh, well, of course you can. Well, I couldn't before. A little, 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 a little, little, little. Yeah. That was my first uh, introduction to Falco. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, rock me on my dance. Uh-huh. Yeah, dude. Uh, no, I had seen most of the other Planet of the Apes prior to this one, which is pretty interesting because uh, this, this, is, this is an interesting movie. And mm-hmm. uh, it definitely is about as good as you can ask for, for something that is a remake uh, of something 30 years old that is trying to like toe the line of being its own thing, but also doing a lot of fan servicey things throughout it too, mm-hmm. you know, and working in like, uh, and again, this is before that was as much of a thing, but, uh, you know, like the, get your damn hand off yeah. me, you damn hurt, dirty the human wings. or, or like bringing Charlton Heston in. You I know. read, uh, I read an, uh, uh, review, uh, Roger Ebert's review of this movie was saying that this movie, one of the big charms of the original 19, whatever, 69 movie is that it was pre, uh, aware irony or something like that it was before we knew of irony yeah. in filmmaking. And so this was uh, after post that, and this was a hundred percent that things like that, like, uh, subverting your expectations, with plot devices because you're assuming that it's going to be following what the other movie did. Yeah. 
and and that and then how they played with that so much on, on sometimes in really good version really good ways and sometimes in really shitty ways yeah i gotta say i gotta say re-watching this this movie is definitely better than the reputation it has well the problem with this what i think is i agree with you in that this movie has everything working for it except the story yeah it it it, it like doesn't it doesn't it, take a hard stance it doesn't yeah it doesn't it's like point isn't uh, animal cruelty, you know, its point isn't racism. It's just kind of like this thing that's happening. And also, it's not a matter of we don't see a bunch of apes who are like, uh, racism, this is bad what they're doing to the humans. We only see the human, the, the apes we see. And so then when the war comes at the end, you're like, uh, I guess all apes are bad. So I guess we should be murdering them all. Like we should be rooting for the for Leo and his boys, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's really weird. It, yeah, yeah, but it looks awesome. Oh boy, the, does it! it and, and some of the acting is a little crazy. Tim Roth's, uh, whatever Tim that Roth. character is. I don't know. Like, the, is that monkey injured or? Fade. He he just the way he walks around. I don't know. He's a good bad guy though. He is, but he it's like the tone of that bad guy and then the tone of Mark Wahlberg are like two different movies happening. Yeah. Um, there, there was a quote again, and sorry for pulling so much from this, but from that article, the, uh, um, the R Roger Ebert review was they spent so much time making sure that the apes and the monkeys and the gorillas could articulate and be grounded that they never thought to give the, any of that to the humans, which is why like Mark oh, Wahlberg's useless, which is why Estella Warren, every plays, single human yeah. other than Mark Wahlberg, absolutely yeah. sucks total shit. And I just want them to die. Yeah, it's and Mark very... Wahlberg's not much better either. But, no, oh, and his, his oh what... that twelve year old kid. Oh boy, what is that his, boy? What, what are the motivations too? It's like he seems unaffected. Mark, okay, I'm gonna say this. He wants kinda to get like, to his ship. Kind of like you said. I think this movie looks great. There's another. God damn it, I can't pull it now because when I was watching it, it reminds me of something else. Where I'm like, this looks awesome. I like the universe they've created. Oh, I the hate first... the story they told with it. The first half hour of this movie, I haven't seen this. Oh movie yeah, you're right. The 20, first half hour, yeah. First, I haven't seen this movie for like twenty fucking plus years, but the first half hour, forty minutes or so, are fucking like awesome. Yeah, it kind of cooks. Just the sub right at the beginning when you think, when you see the monkey in the ship, and you're like, oh fuck, the apes can fly spaceships, and then you're like, oh nope, it's yeah. not. And you know when this, what year this takes place? What year it starts? 2029, baby. Yeah, 2029. So we're fucking eight years away from all uh -huh. that. Yeah. Um, and I, and that is like, He's I like, like that. I'm going in after my monkey. I don't care. I, I don't go. care about your order. I got a monkey out of space. I got to go save my monkey friend. He's just not. a Mom, you're ruining my things. He's not the best like actor. Like he's not. Especially good. here. Especially he's, now. He's like, um. He crash lands on this crazy planet and then he starts seeing these apes that are talking and he's never like, oh, holy shit. And like in the original, no. Charles yeah, Heston dude. had been cut by the throat so he couldn't yeah. scream all the fucking time and react. Yeah, yeah. And only that, like he land, he crash lands on this fucking planet. You know, well, he mm -hmm. starts out. He's on a space station. There's humans and monkey. Yep. They're doing they're, science they're, work together. Fucking monkey goes to check out an electromagnetic storm. Yep. He gets lost. The monkey Fucking, gets lost. The monkey gets lost. Mark Wahlberg's like, 
I gotta go back and get my monkey. I, yeah. I sound less and less like Mark. And the Wahlberg guy, the time. commander on the ship, is the guy who's in like everything. He's in yeah, he's a great Apollo asshole. thirteen. He's in Beautiful yeah. Girls. He's in every movie. I wish Chris, I was in Beautiful Chris Girls. Ellis. Uh-huh. <laughs> Chris <laughs> Ellis is his name. Um, yeah. But uh, so he goes in after in his monkey, and then he immediately crashes too. Mm-hmm. And that he crashes on. He goes the through of the this age. like this this wormhole. wormhole. Yeah. And then he crashes onto a planet and he's like, hey. but we never hear the word wormhole, you know, no, but in, the I'll science say this, here in the book way more than the original in the Pirates of the Caribbean or <laughs> in the Planet of the Apes book, which the original movie was based on in the original movie changed stuff yeah. in the original book. The word they use is wormhole. And okay. they say that he went through a wormhole and then ended up on a like being around a planet on a pirate ship on a pirate ship. <laughs> Uh, and uh, he crash lands, and then he's like, "Ah, ah, crap! Ah, ah, crud!" What's weird is he crash lands, gets up. First thing he sees is humans. Mm-hmm. Like he crash landed on a planet. Ten minutes ago, he's on a fucking spaceship. Yep. All of a sudden, there's like a planet human. with humanity. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, he notices all of them are running from something, and he's like. Oh shit! I better start running too. Yeah, because like that's what you do. Yeah, and uh, it's just uh, the way the the way the apes like attack them at the beginning too, when they're jumping. Yeah. See, all that shit's really good. The the way they thought oh, out the way these apes should move and the gorillas the, should the, move and stuff. The, is, the, the the apes kick ass, all of them. You know? Who, okay, so then the the a lot of great because you know this is nowadays all this shit would just be done with CG. Mm-hmm, yeah. You know, and here it's like they had. 10 million people with fucking wires on because what the monkeys do is they just jump and uh first thing every human is getting punched like 20 feet into the air when oh yeah hits. they fucking the the wire budget on this movie is crazy oh yeah 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 i haven't seen a wire budget like this since idris elba <laughs> hell yeah the uh shit that's a wire quote uh the and the thing is, is not, not to hate on the new, the the most recent Pirates of Fuck, the most recent Planet of the Apes trilogy is um they everything is computer generated, and there's a sometimes in those movies like War of the Planet of the Apes and whatnot, there is a bit of uncanny valley yeah. where you're like, oh yeah, those are computer I will, generated. I will Even if say, it's Andy Serkis, he's that, great. That's some of the best. Uh... CG I'd ever seen, and uh, the second one, Rise of the Planet, yeah, of the Apes, was just fucking. I love that. That's the only one I've. Yeah. That's the only one I've watched all of because mm-hmm. I can't watch the first one because I know at some point they're mean to the monkey and that makes me sad. Even though, right. and I also don't like James Franco. The second uh-huh. one rocks, and I watched the third one, but it's got like it's just a little mean, too big. Yeah, but it's uh, got a mean Woody. Yeah. Yeah. I like a good, I like a happy one. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, so the, uh, so then he gets kidnapped. He gets thrown into a, a truck or whatever, not a he truck. man napped. Yeah. He gets man napped and thrown into a, like a, a, a thing with Chris Christopherson and uh-huh. this, this model, this Canadian model. And Razzie. another woman in that, in that thing is, uh, the original Nova from the original movie with the older oh. woman that's in that, at that what do you call it like See, a, that's what i'm like saying like yeah that's what i'm saying they do a lot of this shit well the fan service stuff yeah yeah you can tell that it's kind of ironic is 
one of the reasons I bet that this IP property got uh, rebooted mm-hmm. and made in 2001 is probably due to another science fiction movie that got rebooted in 1999. Star Wars? Star Wars The Phantom Menace. Yeah. Which is kind of funny because it comes full circle because I guarantee there would have never been a Star Wars if there wasn't for uh, Planet of the Apes. Oh, probably, yeah. Because they did, uh, what, it came out in 71? Yeah. And then they had five movies between, like, 71 and 75. So it was, like, other studios are like, man, we got to get we gotta get the sci-fi money. And also, an interesting thing about that is um, the director of the most recent trilogy, The War and all that stuff, is Matt, Matt Reeves. Reeves, who did, is doing ba- uh, Batman now. So that's kind of fun, the way they all connect through movies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this movie, I saw this. In oh, the theater, yeah. By the way, says that you're talking Matt Reeves, Tim Burton, Tim Burton, Matt Reeves. Mm-hmm. So I saw this in the theater, bro- brother. I remember really? sitting well, down. A lot of people did. It was fucking hyped. Yeah. And I got to say it. It delivered on the hype at the time period. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And uh, it didn't age well but it holds up great if that makes any sense here's what i know is when i walked out of when did attack of the clones I, come out probably the same summer that's what i'm trying to see i'm trying to see the date attack of the clones came no, out oh two okay because when i walked out of this movie okay so this is just telling you how my brain was developing when uh-huh. i walked out of this movie i didn't realize it was bad i knew it was weird but i oh, wasn't same. like that was bad but when I walked out of Attack of the Clones, I was like, that was bad. Oh, but not my me. brain developed enough. And I still loved it. But I was like, that was not as good as the others. And my brain developed enough in that that year to figure I that shit out. I liked this movie enough to want to see and assume we were going to see the fucking sequel for mm-hmm. a while. The, I wanted um, to know what happened. Uh, and that's I think that's also one of the reasons uh, it gets such a bad rap these days or you know, if it, it, this movie barely even gets a rap. Yeah. But, nobody uh, remembers this. Yeah. Roger Ebert said it, that in yeah. his review at the time, he said in 10 years, if you mention Planet of the Apes, no one will remember this. It, yeah, exactly. They're only going to be talking about the original. It's one. like that Billy Bob Thornton Alamo movie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Nobody remembers that. Well, it's like, why are people doing this shit? The Alamo. Yeah. Why are people making re- Why do they? Ugh. I understand that that's a huge part of nostalgia. And that's oh, I thought you were talking about you just got my joke. Oh, well, remember the Alamo? Yeah. I get that. Uh-huh. But yeah, I'm just yeah, saying, yeah. why remake certain movies? Like the the well, this Charlie one, and the Chocolate Factory. This one dumb. is a totally valid remake because they had five sequels to it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's been 30 years, and you got this IP just sitting there. And then you know they put good work into it, and like, but you could tell this is like Burton taking a paycheck so he can make Big Fish. You totally, know? yeah. And he like. You can I don't know. It's very similar to Batman. Maybe it's the same idea. Right. Batman was but, something he wasn't familiar with, but he did it and it was a yeah. big hit. So maybe he was but, hoping that would happen with this. But the, it, it's also it's not it's, it's not bad for what these movies are, as in like a total studio movie. Mm-hmm. It, it does. It has so many high marks and so many fucking areas. I think this movie, my biggest issue with it is the screenplay. Um, the story yeah. goes nowhere. And the it's written by suck. good people. It's written by people who wrote. Well, okay. So one of the writers is William Broyles, who wrote Apollo 13, uh, Castaway. Um, uh-huh. Well, he's kind of fallen off. Uh, Polar everybody, Express. Everybody Jarhead. fucking falls off, dude. We, we all have our prime. And then remember, yeah, remember, remember those episodes we had? 
the good days. You know? Yeah, dude. Everybody the, falls off. We've fallen off. It's fucking fine. All right. Sure. Um, but I'm saying this because we're critiquing this movie. Oh, <laughs> so yeah. It's yeah. kind of like might as well mention these things because the uh-huh. story it, it like that's a, that's the real shame of it is it, it they they said it they put all they yeah. gave you all the pieces and then the the game play sucks well plus you know? the fun stuff too is monkey culture you know oh yeah like, show us more the of that movie is by far it's most fun when we are at the town with all the monkeys and you have like capitalist monkey and like uh yeah that fucking fat one with the hot girlfriend that yeah. you know they're like they're fucking i i just you know people talk shit about uh phantom menace because there's too much politics yeah that's what i want in my planet of the apes is just grin uh chin scratching and politics totally you know that you would love what's it beneath is that the one yeah. where they you oh, find yeah. out all the people are down there um paul giamatti is wonderful in this uh oh. that character i would watch a whole movie of Oh, yeah. Same you thing know? with Michael Clark Duncan. Michael Clark Duncan's great in it, in it. He's great in everything. And it's just I miss him. And whenever he's back, I'm like, yeah, one thing Michael is Clark Duncan role. Tim. Well, an interesting thing about Tim Roth, who played the Thade, is he turned down not just audition like he turned down Snape in Harry Potter to play this. Ooh. And then Alan Rickman got Snape just to think about like what that career would have been. Um, yeah. But so Thade's this warmongering general who's like an asshole, who's maniac, and is he's a descendant yeah. of the I can't pull his name, but the monkey that like is their Jesus, basically. Uh huh. And he hates all human humans and stuff. Um, Helena Bonham Carter is Ari, who is kind of like a human loving. Uh, she likes humans, and she sees them bring in Michael or Mark Wahlberg, and he asks her yeah. for help, so she does. And so then she le- they they end up escaping together. Um, I gotta I, yeah. I gotta say I just uh, I don't know. Like I said, there's uh, everything contains multitudes, and uh, this movie certainly does. Because like I said, there's so many high marks in it. But God, people, the humans being that smart, mm-hmm. you know, and being able to talk like they are, yeah, really like uh, takes a lot away from like. No, the monkeys really don't have a good reason not to like humans then. You know what I mean? Like at least in the original when they're half mutes and everything, Mm -hmm. it's like there's a bigger divide. The movie, movie, like in that respect, it's supposed to be like like humans, the way humans treat animals. But instead, this movie is looking at it as the way humans treat other humans, which is like, I guess, a noble point. But it's like way harsh. It's like they're hunting them and stuff like that and stuff. It it, it feels like it's just muddied. It's muddied. Let it, making them speak, especially since what's her name? The the blonde girl doesn't fucking have anything to do. So what's the use? If she didn't and talk, she can't act. If she didn't speak like Nova in the first movie, she could be there. But she does speak and she has ideas. And later, it's like in the third and act, not, she's talking all the fucking time. And not a single fucking human it, like needs to talk. We don't need them. No, uh, a, a single one of them. To say fucking shit. Yeah. When the little kids, they like, could just be fight. mute and just like run along and like, you know, figure it out by hand gestures. Yeah. And all of them would be fine. So he, so they all escape and they escape with uh, Ari and then um, this general guy who used to be in the military, but he went up against uh, Fade and was deposed and like, you know, fired basically. 
So he's kind of working as her bodyguard. And then Taval, who's a human who's like really, really smart, who she like owns or whatnot, technically. And they all escape and he takes them to his crash site because he's going to prove his story is real, that he's from some other planet. Yeah. And he swims down there and you find out uh, apes are afraid of water and they get a bag and he brings up a gun. And that's when you see the guy who owned them, who's Limbo, who's Paul Giamatti. He's been following them and they end up attacking him and making him go with them, too. Yeah. Um, and he's just a real he's great. Paul Giamatti's great in this. Uh, oh, acts yeah. his ass off. I'd love to see more. Movies. Oh, he's able to play right through that makeup, too. Totally. Yeah, it's very like, good. It's Rick. There's a lot shit. of teeth work. Rick Baker says in a quote somewhere I read that um, he did the anime or he did the makeup for the 1970s King Kong reboot uh-huh. and he failed. He, he feels like he didn't do it well. So when he got offered this, he was like, OK, this is my chance to make up for that, which is what you needed. He was he was putting love and effort into this movie, whereas maybe Mark Wahlberg wasn't. Maybe the writers weren't, you know? Yeah. Um, well, again, Mark Wahlberg doesn't have too much to do other than like look confused because there's. What is Mark? What is his? When is Mark Wahlberg best? What's his best movie? Boogie Nights. Yeah, I guess. And that's because he's so brand new that he does. He's barely acting. Yeah. And he's playing himself to a degree where it's mm-hmm. just like dumb kid with blinders on. That's just like uh young, hot, you know, and he's he's actually really good in uh, uh, the fighter. What, what's that movie with Will Ferrell? Oh yeah, the other guys. He's good. The in other that. guys, yeah. And he's but that's in- comedic. But uh, his persona is really good for that movie too. Where you know, I think he's good in um, the fighter, and I think he's good in the departed. In the departed, he's good because he's on screen for like fucking no time, and all he does is cuss. And yeah. in the fighter, I think he's good because he's grounding this crazy thing that Christian Bale's doing. So it's yeah. like very. It's it's when he's best. Like if in this movie, if. Helena Bonham Carter, or if uh, maybe the girl, the blonde human girl, were really big characters, him acting that way would make sense because it'd be like a juxtaposition. But it's not in this. It's in this movie. He just seems out of place. Um, or if he had been hit in the head when he crashed and he couldn't talk like uh, Charlton Heston in the first one. Yeah. His. Also, I don't know how make sense. his fucking uh, outfit. Got so tattered and gross oh, by the like end of the movie hell, in man. like two days. Yeah, man. I thought those things were supposed to withstand like fucking re-entry into the planet. <laughs> right. You know? And by the end of it, it looks it's it's gross. Yeah, it's absolutely dirty as hell. <laughs> um but yeah, and so um Yeah, the movie like the movie just really uh it's crazy it's about a space crash because it really misses the landing like it sets yeah. everything and then like, it becomes i love cookie like, cutter as soon as yeah. he gets the little beeper that tells him where they're gonna come meet him at the ship uh-huh it gets cookie cutter but then once they get to the ship it gets smart again it gets oh, interesting yeah. i love the way that they were able to uh like this one i don't think it's earth you know what i mean it's not earth no yeah we're led and- to believe that because of our we're bringing in our knowledge from the original series but it's yeah exactly yeah and it's really cool how uh just it's insular to the story is only john or mark Wahlberg's spaceship is what brings the humans and the apes to this planet yeah so the apes the apes in this movie on this planet the apes religious site they're like they're mecca or whatever you want to call it 
is this place called like Kalama. And it's uh, where they learn about the, the monkey, the ape that started them and stuff like that. It's and it's their ruins. It's great. And so then they're going to where this ship is going to be pick them up. And he assumes the ship's going to be in space to come pick them up. He gets there and he can't find it. But then he sees these ruins. He starts walking around the ruins. He realizes the ruins are his ship. And yeah. instead of Kalima, it said caution live animals. And that was written on the wall. And that is interesting that like he went through the wormhole. They tried to follow him, but though it didn't get through the wormhole, they just crashed on this planet at a different point in time, thousands of years before he did. Yeah. Or and even then, went to a wormhole and then got shot out at a different time period as well. Exactly. Yes. Yes. They just, I, just they just you, didn't that, which is more realistic considering what happens at the end. So maybe yeah. you go through this wormhole and you just come out when you come out. Yeah. And they came out thousands of years before he came out. They crash on this planet, which is an uninhabited planet. As time goes on, the monkeys on their ship, because they're doing all these testings, revolt, disappear. Now, we don't know how they got gorillas, you know? Like, yeah. were there gorillas on this ship, too, that we didn't know? Was every species of ape on this ship? And that's how that happened, you know? Or was this planet already inhabited with some sort of apes and gorillas and stuff? Because um, all we see is some apes or chimpanzees, really. But um, the, they kill the people. And so the people end up leaving the ship to go in the woods. And then that's what starts the race of people that a thousand years later, when he crash lands, are the people all around there. So it's kind of like, manifest destiny or whatever that word is like it's like yeah. it he where he lands it only happens because they came after him yeah. um and, and, then they, is, and then they have the big showdown and then uh kind of uh the monkey that mark Wahlberg went in to save yeah. shows up like right at the perfect time when they're yeah. having the big the big third act everybody's fighting each battle other fight. Yeah. And he does a before we get the battle is really, there is an interesting thing he does where he's like, I got an idea and he realized there's still some gas in the boosters from the ship. Yeah. So he waits till like the, the forward troops come up and then he fires off all that gas starts the ship. It doesn't fly, but it like blows out a lot of fire and they all explode. Oh, but yeah. it's like, Hey man, why don't you wait till three quarters of the arms there? What is yeah. your plan at this point? Like, the, what you killed 15 Not only of them? That, but that fucking kid just leave him out there yeah he was useless well until they fought they had that little scene uh where you know when and- you got when you have these ensemble uh casts like this and you get to the third act uh there's a scene where this kid is beating like three monkeys yep. doing some lame little jumps too with a stick and mm-hmm. then all of a sudden him and Paul Giamatti who have See had each a lot other. of, yeah. yeah, they, they've been really antagonistic and, you know, antagonistic, antagonistic yeah. to each other throughout the movie. And, uh, at the end they have a moment where they just kind of like find each other in the middle it's of a battle. It's just like scene the scene like in internals where yeah. they like hand, they trade the tablet for the book or whatever it is. Yeah. It's that same thing. Uh, it's and great. So, yeah, Paul Giamatti is great. They fight and Thaden, Mark Wahlberg do have a pretty good fight. And they the do. whole time, fucking Helena Bonham Carter is just standing there. Her and that no, one, her and that dude from the mummy are just hanging I, out. I love when Thade runs into battle for the first time because his main course of attack mm-hmm. with every human, especially before he gets into his fight with Mark Wahlberg, yeah. is to just grab them. And throw them 30 feet. Yep. And he's on to the next human that he yeah. just grabs and, and throws. 30 feet. Yeah. 
Man. He that guy Eric Avari is the actor. He's Taval in this. He's he's in um the Mummy. He's the Egyptian guy yeah. in the Mummy who wants to unload everything. When he gets killed, it's a Wilhelm scream, which is kind of exciting. He gets grabbed and thrown by Taval or by uh, Fade, and you hear like, Wah! you know. Yeah, I, I wrote that down. Uh, and we had Wilhelm screams in both the Batmans. Oh yeah, they're so, everywhere, man. Uh, he, I, Tim he, Burton he, is definitely a perpetuator of it. Before any of us even knew what the fuck it was called. Yeah. The um, and so then uh, the battles keeps happening, and then all of a sudden there's a big bright light. And one thing I'll say also great that I really liked from this movie, all of these big battles. It's a very for taking place in the desert or in the in the a lot of jungle and desert stuff. It's very bright. Yeah. Which for me, I don't. That's the big thing I don't like about movies today is there's so much fighting and darkness, and you're like, what is happening? Yeah. I can't see anything. Also, everything again, in this man. movie is done very bright. Great wire work. Great like, wire work. We can, the make makeup five out of five. Can't, wire can't work five out of five. Good Fucking soundtrack. That, that design soundtrack. Danny Elfman plus drums. That's all it is. It's great. Yeah. Um, but so there's a, a light in the sky, you know, real nativity situation. A ship lands. Now these ships, if you don't know, these are like the the uh the, the shuttles that come off of his big spaceship. Yeah. Look just like AirPods, which is really weird. <laughs> when they're flying through space, they look just like you took an Apple AirPod out, and it's like, whoa, that was 20 years before AirPods. Yeah. Well, actually, it was eight years after AirPods. That's what our AirPods will look like in oh, eight, you're right. Eight you're years right. Years right. Um, and the uh and then and it crash lands and it opens. Also, and here's also, one thing. If it the takes whole place time, in 2029, like, is he Space Force? Oh, fuck. <laughs> uh, and then we just slowly morph into monkeys and we're both actually <laughs> apes. Um, but uh, were you surprised at all that this was going to happen? The monkey coming down from space? Oh, space I was. Shuttle? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. When I haven't it, when seen it this landed, forever, though, so. no, no, no. But I'm saying, oh, like, as soon as it showed up, I was like, oh, it's the monkey. Oh, it's the monkey. Yeah, but I think you're supposed to kind of think a little harder and be like, who is it? What is this? People oh, from no, the ship. It feels so obvious. I'm like, it's yeah, it's the monkey. We found the ship, and the monkey we haven't found could, the monkey. They even this part, the, ape, the, ape. this could have saved it all. Monkeys have tails. Chimpanzee. I know. I just want to make a disclaimer that I know the difference between a monkey and an ape. It's just it's more fun to say monkey. The um, uh, they could have they even muddied all this stuff up because the ape could have come out and been like, hey, Mark Wahlberg, and then loved him and everyone could have been like, oh, my God. And yeah. then Thade could have been like, no, I still fucking hate him and gone after him and they would have taught the lesson. But instead, they like had the monkey run. They had the monkey thrown. The monkey gets shit like it looks like monkey he's gonna gets die. thrown head over heels a couple times. I thought the monkey was killed. I was really yeah. pissed off. The monkey was dead. And yeah. then the monkey goes back to his cage, uh, which, you, which is kind of powerful, but also really sad. Like towards the end, you have these people like when the humans get thrown, they're tumbling on the mm -hmm. wire too. like they're head over heels. Yeah. Going like 20 goddamn feet. They're in the Alanis Morissette, brother. They're head over feet. And some of those. Yeah. Uh, and then he gets them. Like, these monkeys mean business. Fade chases him into the ship, gets the gun from him, and he, go he learns how to shoot it. But Mark Wahlberg traps him in the cockpit where there's like a glass yeah. thing. And then they just like shoots the glass all over and over and over. And then Mark Wahlberg's like, all right, fuck it. Thank you for saving the day, Pericles or whatever. But you're le I'm leaving you here with this lady. Well, you don't know any he, of these people. He has to leave to set up what I mean. They It's an obvious studio note. Whereas like we need 
to have a big fucking like, oh my God, ending. And the only way you can set up this ending is to get him off the fucking planet. I agree from a movie writing standpoint, but from a character development standpoint, what yeah. did you care about any of these things that you've helped? Uh-uh. It was your only plan to get back to those people you saw in that video, in the video call at the beginning? And what like, are you going to anyways, man? Yeah, are you expecting to go back up into space, hit through that like, wormhole and just end up back at your ship? Which he did. Like the odds of him, his plan working in space. But it where it's just though. like that's the he, thing that's number one. He gets into an escape pod that just like yeah crash landed. It's like is that thing really designed for interstellar it travel? Land. It didn't crash land. Monkey flat. Monkey. Okay. Landed All right. It. Well, it landed it. Yeah. But still, like, what those things are like uh, life rafts. That's like yeah. getting back on an uh, life raft from a fucking. Uh, yeah. Shipwreck. Like taking a on, life raft out, out deep and, in the ocean. Yeah. And then just taking it back to the mainland that you came from. And he, um, but like, the weird thing though, it to me is, so he gets up there. This is something I was a little confused by when I was a kid. And I saw this movie at the end. I was like, Oh fuck. Right. I was like in 2001 when I left the theater, I was like, that's crazy. And then yeah. when I watched it today, I was like, what the fuck? Well, it makes then, zero I watched a YouTube video that explained it in a way Please, that I thought yes, was interesting. That's what I want is somebody that head cannons the absolute fuck out of the end. Cause right. that's what I need, man. Yeah. I mean, uh, it, that's all it leaves you is fucking yeah. like, here you go, man. Head cannon yeah. this. I don't know. This is what we had to top the Statue of Liberty somehow. So fuck you. Yeah. So here's what happened. Okay. I'm going to share a screen with you, Reem. Now, listeners, you guys are just going to have to pay attention. You're going to have to listen. So Uh Reem, this circle you see is the wormhole. Okay. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. So what happened was he was on his ship. Right. And he went into the wormhole (laughs) Uh and came through onto the planet of the apes. All right. Okay. And then later uh, he leaves the wormhole and comes out. And he's over here, right? He comes out and he goes to Earth. Well, uh-huh. since the wormhole works both ways, when he went there and gave them technology and they had this monkey, they adapted all that stuff a thousand years before, went through the wormhole and went to his home planet thousands of years ago and did shit there. So when he went to his home, that didn't exist anymore. He was going to a home that was never there. Right. Right. Yeah. Which is crazy, but also kind of kind of kick ass. Oh, I think all that's cool. It's just uh, the apes that have uh, a replica Washington, D.C. Well, basically what happened. Yeah, that is interesting how they evolved at the same speed. uh, Similar trajectories. They evolved to have the same idea for city planning. The same city planning, (laughs) the same kind of architecture (laughs) styles they enjoy. Yeah. But it is it is, though, like uh, um, the, the the heartbreak of it all. So how is, do you explain General Thade being their Lincoln then? Because General Thade was their Lincoln the same way that that monkey that led the rebellion was their Jesus. Uh-huh. So when they went. So he was hoping yeah. that when he, so left, he just came back to the planet that he left. What he was hoping. What, no, he went back to his home planet. But right. w- but while all this so how they ha- learned about Thade on his home planet, because they had sent monkeys once okay, so what he was hoping was when he left this planet of apes, they would go along peacefully. But instead, what happened was they created an uprising, 
kidnapped the the monkey Pericles or whatever. They probably pulled his ship out of the water. They used science advancements. And sometime in the next 150 years, Thade led this thing where they then sent that probably that monkey or somebody back through to Earth a thousand years ago. They crash land on Earth and start a whole new series of events on Earth under the assumption that our God or our leader or the person who led us here was Thade. So now we don't necessarily, he's not necessarily there, Abraham Lincoln, even though he's at the Lincoln Memorial. He's just a very <laughs> fancy leader of theirs. And so. No, that's not how it works at all. But so when he goes back to that, that timeline, he goes back the, into the other thing. And then he goes to hit what should be his home planet. Turns out his home planet never existed in this new, new timeline. No. Here's what happened there. Uh, they crash landed on Earth. Uh, and it was in the future on Earth. So, or, the, or the word it had to happen in the past. It's back to the future. They crash landed on the past. It's back to the future past. too. The Biff is rich now. It's that same kind of thing. The universe, everything has been changed from like let's say they landed in 200 BC. Everything's from 200 BC no. is now different because they came started with monkey knowledge instead of nothing. Yeah, monkeys I'm not make great, great explorers. They're so curious. I do think that that would be an interesting movie to see. Yeah. Um, Mark Wahlberg on trial, monkey trial. Yeah. And then being like, what the fuck is happening? And him yeah. trying, which is kind of what the second movie is. Escape from the Planet of the Apes is very similar to that. It's, no, the, uh, it's um, what is it not escape? The third one beneath uh, beneath is the second. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It's the third one. When when Cornelius and Zara come to 1960s yep. America and they, like people like them and they're really she gets drunk off grape juice, which is actually wine and shit. Yeah. Um, that's that's kind of what that is, and I think that's done well. Um, I want to see more stories from the Planet of the Apes that don't involve. Like, I just want to see them. I want to see a Planet of Apes living, hanging out, having fun. Yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah. Um, but God like damn. a love like a love story set set on the Planet of the Apes. Yeah, or like a slapstick like, comedy. This is like just, a, uh, yeah, this is just Planet of the Apes uh, rom-com spinoff. It's like that joke I have where I want I want to make a movie that's just a movie. Like, it's just a, a buddy comedy. And then yeah. some point in the movie, somebody mentions Thanos' snap, and you have to be like, oh, shit, wait, is this the Marvel <laughs> Universe? Uh, uh -huh. How many causes, buddy? What do you think? Uh, just two and a half. Yeah, I'm probably going to stick with two. Um, you know... The people that like, put in the work, put in the work, and the people that didn't shoulda. Yeah. Well, you know, it's it it's a big old paycheck. So, yeah. all, you you can you can also hire a lot of the right people, and they did. You know. Oh, I didn't think of this. This is interesting. Um, Fade is fucking abomination. Yep. Didn't even put that together. That's exciting. I did. I did not. That's all I thought about. Was him fighting fucking Hulk the entire time? Yeah, um, golly, yeah, I'll say two what, two Kazis. That uh, Abomination is pretty badass when he's just the human, like when it's just Tim Roth. Tim Roth yeah. is really good in that. Tim Roth's a Hulk. great actor. For how much shit that one gets. Oh, like, one thing one thing that I found interesting when I was doing research is apparently uh, Tim Roth is a huge lefty and a huge anti-gun guy, and he fucking hated that Charles. Uh, What's his name? What's that guy's name? Yeah, he's anti-gun in this too. Well, what's the guy's name? Who Charlton Heston? He hated that Charlton Heston was in this 
And then, oh, and then yeah. when he found out they were in a scene together, he said that it was like a lot because he was so mad because that was when all the NRA stuff was happening, uh -huh. the pulling out of my dead hands and stuff. Yeah. And, uh, he and then said, he literally got a gun from yep. his dad as he died. And he so said he later the gun from his dead hands, from his dead hands. He said later that um, if it wasn't for he, he said later that he regretted if he, if he would have known Charlton Heston was going to be in it, he wouldn't have done it, which is good morals. And he could have been uh, making Harry made, Potter money. Made a billion fucking dollars. Um, I bet Tim Roth is happy. Oh, yeah. You think? Uh-huh. He's probably a happy guy. He's a, he's I always actor. confuse him with that guy that's not him. Um, Eli Roth? No. The guy from 28 Weeks Later. Oh, really? Um, Wait, 28 Weeks Later. I don't know 28 yeah. Weeks. Let me look it up because I don't know that. He, he's in a lot of stuff, and he's not Tim Roth. I bet because I do also confuse Tim. Oh, yeah, oh, I see you're talking about. You're talking about um, Robert Carlyle. Yeah. From Train Spotting. Uh huh. Um, what the fuck? I've never seen Twenty Eight Weeks Later. I don't think, or I I did when it came out, but I haven't seen it since then. Oh, the the open. I mean, the first I didn't ten know, minutes. No, are no, no. Fucking great. I've seen Twenty Eight Days Later. Yeah. Then there's a sequel that's called Twenty Eight Weeks Later. Yeah, that's the one I was talking about. Okay, I didn't know that was Jeremy Renner. He's the star of that. No, he's not. It's that fucking uh, Robert Carlyle. Well, he's the first actor. Okay. So 28 oh. Days Later came out in 02, and the star is Killian Murphy. And mm -hmm. then 28 Scarecrow. Weeks Later came out in 2007, and mm -hmm. the star, according to IMDb, is Jeremy Renner, and then Rose Byrne, and then Robert Carlyle. Um, well, fuck me, I oh, and I fucking said. Idris Elba is also in that movie. Oh, I'm gonna watch 28 Weeks Later tonight. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, where can listeners find you, buddy? You can find me at Reamcore, R E A M K O R E. That's fantastic. Uh, you can find me yeah. at Patrick Hasty. That's at P A T R S K H A S T. Did you not come? Sorry, I didn't. No, tell me. Tell me. I know it's your thing. Monkeys chitter. What does that mean? That's when they're going. What's chittering? Chittering. Like, oh. Yeah, yeah. When they make the monkey screams. Do you know that? Because you put closed captioning on it and it says yeah. monkey chitters. Yeah. Monkeys chitter. Horses uh, whinny. Yeah, I did know uh, that. Blood. Uh, wait. Uh, when stuff gets eaten like a zombie. I don't know. Hmm. I was trying to remember, but uh, drugs, you know. Be cool. Uh, get on the Patreon. Give us a dollar. Give us two dollars. Give us fifteen thousand uh, dollars. Oh cool. yeah! Never die. And as always, remember: if you're not an mf'er, you're an mf'er. So, so get, get the, the fuck, fuck out of here. It's shy. It's great to have friends like Patrick and Reem who are obscure and yet thoughtful. I love this podcast.